guys, and welcome to the third ever episode of the Heroes Initiative podcast. I'm so excited for today's guest, Katie Pounds. She is an amazing friend, and I'm so ex- it was so exciting to talk to her about her trip, especially because I actually come in and out of it as a guest star. Well, we can talk. We'll talk about that in the podcast, but it was an amazing time talking to her. Um, I. I, I want to remind you again, this is my first time interviewing a single person um, without a group, so it was different, um, so please be, give me grace in that, guys, we, and I pray uh, that, that the Lord uses this podcast to stir your heart, to stir, to s- stir you for the kingdom, to make you want to go or want to sin, guys. Um, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this, to listen to Katie's story. Um, it's a worthwhile story to listen to, guys. Um, there's only one thing left to say. Let's roll the song! You're listening to Heroes Initiative. Welcome back to the Heroes Initiative podcast. Today, we have our first ever single guest. And you may not actually know this girl because she will not be around that much here in the fall. But, <laughs> but here we have, we have Katie Pounds. Woo! Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, <laughs> um, I'm a third year BME student, um, but I'm going to be co-oping this fall, so I'm not actually going to be around. Um, but yeah, I served last summer on super well. So we're going to be talking about that today. Awesome. Awesome. I'm super excited today. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of really nervous too today interviewing um, uh, the first single um, we have, but it's, we'll, we'll see what happens guys. Um, you're along this journey with me learning how to do this. Um, okay. So Katie, <laughs> now take us back to, I guess, 2018. When you're deciding, I want to apply for Semi Now. What what led you there? What kind of made you say, I want to do Semi Now? Well, so I was pretty set on doing like an internship or starting a co-op or something um, the summer after my freshman year at Tech. Um, but as we got closer, um, I heard more about Send Me Now and about missions, and I talked to my parents, and I'm like this is my main summer that I can actually do something like this. Um, Every summer after this one, I'm either going to be working or in classes. Um, So I really want to try this and just kind of give my summer to the Lord and see what he does with it rather than me planning this out. And they were on board. So I signed up and yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a common thing for, for, I mean, a lot of freshmen are able to do this because, you know, especially at tech, we, we always want a next job or, or get behind the classes. Um, and so mm-hmm. for this is a great opportunity for freshmen um, to be able to go on uh, a trip. Okay. So now, um, so we, this is why you do it. Okay. Now leading up to it, we have discovery weekend. We have launch a tree. Okay. Tell us about your, you said you went to super well, tell us what, like what you were feeling like getting ready for it, getting up, leading up to the trip. So 
I'll back up to discovery weekend whenever we're actually picking trips or like putting our requests in and kind of talking to the people for placements. Um, but after talking to my parents financially, I couldn't go a whole summer without any income. Um, so going into discovery weekend, um, my like group leader or whatever, I was talking to him and I'm like, I really need some sort of income. So um, I would prefer one of the paid trips. I'm okay with all summer. I'm okay with a week. Um, but it's, if it's going to be for a while, um, financially, I kind of need a paid trip. Um, so that was one of the things that I prefaced. And then from there, I interviewed with a couple of the different um, groups that needed interviews. So Camp Pinnacle, um, UW Sports, SuperWow, um, just to kind of see what they were about, um, as well as them get to know me for placements. And then I got the call that Sunday saying that I'd been placed on SuperWow staff. And then after that, um, I hadn't really heard anything about what I was going to be doing, what the summer looked like, uh, how long the trip was. Like, I really didn't know anything about this trip until about two weeks before I left for staff training. Um, that's when I figured out that I was working as missions coordinator assistant at the beginning of the summer. And then I'd have a couple of weeks where I was full-time missions coordinator. Um, I learned, okay, well, I'm going to be gone for five weeks. Um, and like, I didn't, I'm legitimately telling you that I did not know anything about this trip until about two weeks before I left. Um, so that was a huge trust exercise, <laughs> but so I left and we went to staff training and I got to know all the other staffers um, and yeah, it was, it was an adventure. Um, we just got to know each other because a lot of, a lot of SuperWall staffers come back year after year. So they go to their first year and they're like, okay, I want to do this again. So they come back next year and then the people that had to leave, those are the spots they just fill. So I was, the spot, I was one of the spots that they filled. Um, so a lot of these people already knew each other and I was one of the newbies um, on staff. So um, yeah, getting up to the trip, I was kind of nervous because I knew that all these people knew each other and I was gonna be one of the new people coming in and having to kind of get my feet wet a little bit with these friendships and um, staff relationships and that sort of thing, so. It was a little nerve-wracking going into it, but once I was there, I felt a lot more at peace and less nervous and more just excited. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah. I actually think I remember, like, we were at Focus, and you were like, I just found out what I'm about to do um, for this summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and... like, yeah, this is what you're doing with me now. This is what I'm doing. And I'm like, I just don't want super well staff. I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah um okay so so we get there we get your your admissions assistant coordinator okay so take us to the start of what is your summer what is your trip so this summer there were two camps i actually worked because 
one of the weeks we didn't have super wow we had impact so super wow was more of like growing in christ as a youth group and really growing together and then impact is more of a discipleship camp where not the whole youth group comes all the time like individuals might come um because you're not grouped by youth group you're grouped by age so there's sixth seventh eighth ninth tenth all the way through twelfth grade and those are your families um so we did one week of super wow in tacoa um, and that's where i worked as missions coordinator assistant trying to get my feet used to all of what super wow is because that week was crazy um so there's super wow but there was also impact going on so i was on super wow we also had impact. We had three worship services a day that Superwall staff was in charge of. It was a lot as a first week of camp. Um, then after that first week, we had one week of impact where I was a mom to a group of sixth graders for the week. Um, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and then after that week of impact, we loaded out drove down to Fort Walton Beach, Florida, and then had two weeks of super wild down there. Um, one where I was missions coordinator assistant and then one where I was full-time missions coordinator. And then we had one week off. And then that was the week of July 4th, I think. It was either one week or two weeks. One of the weeks was actually full off. And then one week there was the option of going to New York on a mini mission trip with SuperWow and working up there. Um, but I did not go. I went and hung out with my family instead to get some time with them. And then after that week, there was one more week in Tacoa again of SuperWow. And me and Abby worked as missions coordinators together because um, there were a lot of campers that week. <laughs> So missions coordinator, um, every day, the kind of schedule of the day was morning worship to seminars, which is kind of like the lessons for the different age groups, then lunch, then you'd go to missions or rec, or if you didn't want to do one of those, you went to free time. And in that time, if the youth groups wanted to do missions, then that's where me and Abby kicked in. And we were the ones coordinating with the mission sites, the youth groups, um, and figuring out, like, do these people have experience with anything? Do they have a preference for which mission site they want to go to? And then the mission sites themselves, like, how many can they hold? Who needs, like, is there a preference there for who comes to them um, and the size of the youth group, that, that sort of thing? And then um, from there, we just kind of pair the youth groups with a mission site for each day of the week of camp. Um, the mission sites in Tacoa were a nursing home where we played bingo and we would just wheel people around um, to get them out of their rooms. We'd talk to them. We'd sit for a long time just talking to them in their rooms. Um, and then we'd play music with them. We'd do puzzles. Like we were just there to bring some joy and to bring some light into that place. Um, and then there's one guy, like one resident of the nursing home there that loved two of the staffers, um, Cordell and LJ. So they'd come on like one or two days out of the week to this site and play piano and sing 
like you've never heard people sing before, like huge gospel songs just coming out of this small little cafeteria room with residents circling around them, just singing along with them. So that was super cool. Um, the residents would always request that like LJ and Cordell came because um, I wanted to see them and get some music going. So that was fun. Um, another place was the assisted living center. It was less of a nursing home and more of just like senior apartments where they had like activities in a main area um, for them that they could just hang out and get some community time. So we'd play bingo. We'd play a lot of bingo there. Um, we'd sit in rocking chairs with these people and just talk. Um, but a lot of the time it was just playing bingo and hanging out with people. And then we did the Hope Center, which is where actually David came along for a cameo into my Super Well experience. Um, Cause he was working at one of the mission sites for the summer. Um, so we would paint with them. We'd get homeless shelter, like this homeless shelter ready for people to come on the weekends. Um, but David was working with Steve Payson, who's the head of that mission site. Um, and we'd see him every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was kind of cool to get to hang out with him. Yeah. There was um, a lot of painting that went on a lot. There was a whole lot of painting. <laughs> By the end of the summer, I had these blue jeans and then they, they were completely black. Um, from all the paint. there's so much black paint on them um but um it was really cool um working with this team um well part of it was at the uh, the second time they came in Tacoa, we had been painting this fence this like mile and a half long fence for like four weeks and we got <laughs> slightly over halfway done and then they <laughs> and katie comes in with a hundred uh kids <laughs> And they kill it in two hours. <laughs> oh my, yeah, we destroyed that fence. Mm -hmm. We did, we did painting. Yeah. But it was really cool because, I mean, I don't know if like you guys saw like the effect of what you guys did, but like our entire like mission from last summer was like, we're serving the community of Tacoa to give a, to get a platform to, to preach the gospel. And, um, and so like at, at the end of the summer, we had this big back to school bash where we had games and, um, we gave out free backpacks and free shoes to kids and stuff. And, but we, and, and the community allowed us to do this because of what we had been doing all summer. And then, and then while we were doing that, uh, Steve, my boss, he, he preached the gospel, um, there. And, um, I think about like 15 to 20 people were saved that night. Um, and so like the impact that Katie had with her team was real. And like, I saw it, I saw like what, what it did for the kingdom of God. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was a lot of the mission work in Tacoa. Um, and it was really refreshing to see a friendly face and someone that I recognized outside of camp, um, just to joke around with, um, at mission sites. It was it was always a fun time getting to see David at mission sites. Um, but then hopped down to Fort Walton and we had a whole nother set of mission sites. Um, one of them and my favorite one from all of the summer was this place called Magnolia Manor. And it's this 
kind of rehabilitation center for dementia patients. And we would do music therapy with them. So we would sing and dance with them and just get them moving and get them um, just out. They would come from like the hospital or from their houses. Um, like a caregiver would come and take them here. Um, and they'd sit in these recliners around a room. We had tambourines, we had maracas, um, and there was a different guy each day that would be playing live music in, I call it their living room because it's kind of just like a bunch of recliners in a circle. Um, but there'd be a different guy every day that would come in and play music for them. They could request songs. Um, but it was really cool because these people, like a couple of them, like, like I said, they're dementia patients and a lot of them were really far along in dementia. So they couldn't even recognize, like they didn't even know their name. Um, there was a 90 year old woman that shot, that thought she was nine years old. Um, and it's, it was just kind of sad to see how much of their memory and how much of the, like just their lives that they had lost and couldn't remember the happy memories um, of their entire life. But even though they couldn't remember their own name or their age, you would request a hymn for the guy to play and they'd know every single word and be able to sing along with it. Um, so cool. They could, I know, like it was just, you could see the Lord's light coming out from them. Um, they could quote scripture better than any of the staffers. Like they would just rant off scripture verses after verse, after verse, after verse. And these people couldn't even like tell you what their name is or tell you how old they were or tell you anything about their like recent life, but they could just spout off verse after verse after verse. Like it was so cool. Um, that was just something that stuck with me because I was like, wow, I have never seen this before, but the Lord is like letting them remember these things and the things that are holding them to him. Um, so that was really cool. Another one was passing out water bottles on the beach. Um, so me and Abby would prepare a humongous cooler of ice and water bottles and for the hour and a half I think that they got at missions um, one of the youth groups or two would go out to the beach and pass out water bottles and try to share the gospel with people on the beach and pray with them um, and just talk with people on the beach and get to know them and get to know their story um, and every single day all the water bottles were passed out. There were none left over. Like that was how many people they talked to. And it was like the huge things of water bottles and they were all gone. Um, so hearing the stories about who they got to talk to um, was always really cool. Um, hearing who they got to pray with and for. Um, there was one couple we, me and Abby never went to this mission site because it was more of just like a do it at your own pace, um, go wherever you want on the beach and just do this. So we never actually went, but we got a lot of 
like handwritten letters from these youth groups saying like, this is who we prayed with today. And this is who we prayed for. Um, these are some of the prayer requests of Super staff wants to continue to pray for these people. Um, and one lady and her husband had come down cause she had just gotten, um, she had been battling cancer and she had just gotten the clear, like you're a cancer free. And so they were celebrating. Um, and so they just got to pray and thank the Lord for her being cancer free um, and give a water bottle out to them. So that was really cool. Um, and just really encouraging to see how um, much the students were enjoying getting to pray with people and learning to share the gospel with random people that they don't know. Um, so the stories from that, it was just note after note of like, this is who we got to pray for today. And this is who we got to pray with. And this is what came from it. Um, and this is the impact that we made um, for the kingdom today on the beach. Um, another mission site was the thrift store. So we would go down and volunteer with a thrift store that all the proceeds go to um, homeless people and getting people off the streets in Fort Walton. Um, so we'd go and we'd sort through clothes, we sorted CDs. Um, there was one day that I was over there and there was just, someone had donated probably a thousand CDs and we had to go through and open them and make sure the CD was okay and close it and put a price tag on it and then stack it. That was the longest time I've ever worked with CDs. I've never seen so many CDs in my life. <laughs> um, it was just, oh my gosh, it was so many CDs. Um, but that was, that was more of a um, mission site for us to hang out and get to know the students more. Um, that were like in the youth groups because we we get to go and kind of hop between the stations of the thrift store and just hang out with whatever students were there and cut up with them and um, just get to know their heart behind what they wanted to do missions and how they've enjoyed camp so far. Um, so there were a lot of things to do within the thrift store but a lot of um, the time while we were working we got to get to know the students which that was really cool. Um, and the last mission site that we had this summer, or last summer, was it's like the Eleanor Johnson After School Club or something like that. That's a good name. Um, I forget. Yeah. But um, that was a place. So there's this like neighborhood um, of lower income families. And in the back of the neighborhood, there's just this big building. And the kids, when they're in school, the bus goes and drops them off there so they aren't sitting in their house alone until the parents got off work. Um, so they get to go there and hang out with the workers there and get to play games. But then in the summertime, they go there for the entire work day. So they get dropped off by their parents when they're going to work and then they come and pick them up when they're done. Um, so they get, kind of stir crazy um being there all the time so as the mission site we would go and just hang out with the kids um give the staff a little bit of relief um give them a little break and we just pretty much take over the camp and play games with them go outside and play football and soccer and kickball and 
Foursquare, we'd put necklaces together, we'd draw, we'd paint, like everything you can imagine to fill an hour and a half to three hours of time, we did. <laughs> um, just to get them up and moving and entertained. Um, so that was fun. And it was ages, like kids aged from probably like, I would say third grade to maybe eighth grade. Um, I would say that was the general age group. Um, so there's a wide variety of kids and that whole mission site was just kind of loving on them and bringing joy to that environment and just lifting them up in the middle of the day after lunch. Um, so yeah, those were the mission sites. There is a whole lot of coordination, which is why it's called Missions Coordinator. Because um, we have a lot of communications between the mission sites and youth groups and just really working to pair each youth group at the place where they would serve the best um, and provide the most help. So yeah, that was crazy. Um, lot and lot and lots of work. Um, but it, I learned a lot about um, just like how different students love on people. Um, because sometimes people just wanted to paint and that's what they wanted to do with missions. And that's like, like you said, David, like things came out of that. Um, and people came to Christ through that. And then other people wanted that one-on-one -on -one interaction with people and wanted to go and like really pray with people. And so the water bottles gave those students the way to do that um, while they were at camp. So I learned a lot about the different ways to serve um, and how it doesn't always look the same. And it's not just like this cookie cutter um, image of here is missions. Um, it all looked completely different. Um, and I got to learn like just how different students like to love on people. So that was pretty cool. Um, then after um, missions and rec time of the day, we would go to free time and dinner. So part of super wild culture, especially in Fort Walton, like this is a lot bigger in Fort Walton than in Tacoa, but it's huge to eat with youth groups. Um, so the students will actually invite you to their condo, like the youth group's condos, to go eat dinner with them at like on different nights. So um, like I was invited to a couple of different youth groups and I would just go eat with them and hang out with them. And um, we bring like, we'd always bring at least two staffers um, with us. So if one person was invited, they're like, hey, who wants to come to dinner? <laughs> um, and we just grab someone and bring them with us. So that was really cool because on top of getting to know them at missions. If they didn't do missions, this was a really great opportunity to get to know the youth group's heart and just get to know these students and these youth pastors and why they wanted to come to camp. Um, so there were quite a few nights um, where I would go to dinner and we'd only get to be there for like 20, maybe 30 minutes. Um, 
So we have to kind of scarf down food um, before we had to head out because Superhoff staff, we had to be at the like arena or whatever early to set up and get ready and get all the production stuff ready. Um, so we'd only be there for a little bit, but we'd eat and cut up with the students and get to know them. And then sometimes we'd get invited back to the same youth group that night after worship um, for more of the devotionals and kind of breaking down what they learned in the worship session. Um, so then if we went to that, we'd be getting back at maybe like one o'clock in the, like at night um, after being up at six o'clock that morning <laughs> and then beginning up at six again the next day um, to get ready and be at the arena in time. Um, so that was exhausting, but it was a really great way to get to know the kids and get to know the students and um, just learn about like what the Lord has been teaching them. So that was pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know the students. Like that was one of my favorite parts of camp, which is getting to know who these kids were and why they came to camp and what the Lord has been teaching them. One of the nights that I was invited back after worship to one of the youth groups, we actually did worship and communion on the beach that night. Um, so we did worship for a while, just in the sand. Um, and then after we had been worshiping for a while, we did communion with goldfish and great Powerade. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was pretty funny, but we just did communion on the beach and the students really poured out their heart about what they had been struggling with and what they've been learning. And me and a couple of the staffers just got to witness like all of our hard work um, that we've been putting in for camp right in front of us and seeing how the Lord is using that work to touch these students' hearts. Um, so there are quite a few tears shed that night um, just with how deep the Lord had been working in these hearts. Um, and then one other memory I kind of want to share was we call it the fire alarm situation, but so second week of Super Wow in Fort Walton. So we'd already been down there for a week. We'd had a successful week of camp. Then we had the weekend off. So we got to hang out and do whatever. And then Monday, the next set of campers were coming in. Monday night, first night of worship at camp, 700 students are in this room ready to worship. We've already gone through two, I think, songs. <clears throat> and in the middle of the third one, the fire alarm of the arena goes off. So in the middle of this like really powerful worship time, we're having to evacuate 700 people out to the parking lot, um, having to move the worship outside the staffers, like Super Bowl staff is running around with their heads cut, like with like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to figure out what in the world we're gonna do. We're sprinting, trying to get our outdoor sound system together. Um, Cause we use an outdoor sound system for arrivals to hype up the kids as they're coming into camp for the first day. Um, so we grab all that equipment, 
setting up that like setting up all that outside in the parking lot um we of course leave like all the lights all the fancy things and we just bring an acoustic guitar and the two singers um and two mics and set that up and then they're just like all the students are just sitting in the parking lot with their bibles and that time of worship was so powerful um you could hear the ocean like across the street the wind was going um and it's just people really connected with the lord that night despite the fire alarm going off um another time in the middle of worship there is a plane that flew like super duper low over us so in the middle of worship everyone's like whoa what was that um and then further into the actual sermon for that night, fireworks start going off across the street. So it's just distraction after distraction after distraction. Um, thing after thing where like we are in the moment and we're just like, wait, what's happening? Um, and so we have to like work to get back into that moment. And so Super Bowl staff, we were getting really discouraged because we felt how powerful this worship time was, but it just felt like the devil was just like really trying to mess with us and really just trying to distract the kids. And this was the first night of camp and what happens like every other night. Um, is this going to be how the whole week of camp is? Um, so Superball staff was getting kind of discouraged in it. Um, and we were just really hoping that like the Lord does something with this and that we can see something come from this. Well, David, at the end of that worship service, remember, first night of camp, we had 69 decisions. That is record-breaking for one night of camp period, but just for the first night, like, that's, you don't see that. Um, that's completely so we just awesome. Got to see, that is yeah, incredible. Just, we, we got to see firsthand the Lord say, uh, no. Like, I'm still working. I'm still here. You don't need the lights. You don't need the stage. You don't need the crazy, like, huge arena. Like, we're sitting in a parking lot, and I'm still working. So, it was just really, like, it was really cool um, and just amazing to see what the Lord did with that many distractions and that many, like, wait, what moments? Um, it was just really powerful. Um, so Super Bowl staff that night, we got to pray with all the students that came up. We had youth pastors that came up with us. Um, and so all these people in the parking lot, and then there's this like raised area on the stage. And so they do an invitation and all these students just start swarming towards the front. And Super Bowl staff, we are just dropping to our knees like praying and thanking God for what we're seeing um in the middle of every distraction there were super off staffers off to the side just like praying against distractions and praying that the Lord would still be moving and we got to see that he was good and he had like he had a plan and he knew that this is like he knew what was going to happen um and he still brought so many students to him that night. So that was one of my favorite memories, um, just getting to see the Lord work so clearly 
firsthand, like with a front row seat. Um, so that's one of my favorite stories from the summer. Um, and one, like, whenever people ask, like, how did you see the Lord move? And I'm like, how didn't I see the Lord move? Like, <laughs> this was just a summer of miracle after miracle after just huge picture of the Lord working um, to him working in my heart. Like, it was just incredible. And it's kind of, it kind of leads to what I learned um, over the summer because even while I was getting to see this firsthand, I had a couple friends that were just in a rut in their faith and they couldn't see the Lord working clearly. Um, they were having a hard time hearing the Lord while I was sitting front row to him doing humongous things. <clears throat> so that kind of just taught me that even when I don't see the Lord moving and I'm having a hard time like experiencing the Lord moving and working and him talking to me, he's doing something huge somewhere else. And I know that he's still working and I know that he's still good. Um, I got to experience that side firsthand um, last summer. And whenever I'm in a rut or I'm in a quiet time of not hearing the Lord and not seeing the Lord, I look back on Super Wow and I'm like, I saw him working. I saw him be so faithful. I know that he's still there and I know that he's still with me, even if I can't see him nearly as clearly as I did at Super Wow, and that's okay. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what my summer kind of looked like wrapped up as far as what I learned from being on staff. Um, but as a whole, it was really cool to see how the Lord just provided throughout the entire summer. Because um, like I said, I needed something that provided some sort of income. Um, I needed some sort of money because otherwise I would not have been able to go to tech in the fall. Um, I did not have any way other than like taking out a huge loan to pay for school in the fall. Um, and the Lord provided financially with one of the paid positions. Um, he provided with my family because I'm really close to my family. Um, we are a very tight knit bunch. And so with the Super Wow trip being only five weeks, I got to spend half the summer with Super Wow and then half the summer with my family. Um, so I still got to get that time with them and get to hang out with them and both rest at home before going back to tech, but also just enjoy being with my family. So that was a huge provision from the Lord. Um, and then also, um, after the first week of Super Bowl, I was really drained because tech people talk differently than everyone else. <laughs> um, we think differently, we talk differently, and going into 24-7 with people that didn't think like me was really draining. 
Um, I was having to think about everything I was saying just to relate to these people. Um, a lot of them were psychology majors and wanted to go to seminary. Um, there are a couple like biology majors within staff, um, but I was by far the only engineer mindset there. Um, and so after 24 seven for a week of that environment, I was really drained and I was just praying a lot of, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this for another four weeks because I can barely do a week of this. <laughs> um, but the week of impact, I was actually paired with another tech VCMer um, and got to kind of recharge because within that family, like each I had, I was a mom to a group of sixth graders and you are quote unquote married because um, you're a mom and so you have a dad, um, but you're quote unquote married to your partner. Um, and so I was married to another tech BCMer. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that. Yeah, it was, it was kind of strange. Now also, <laughs> also, all the kids are also people can't see your air quotes, uh, Katie. So, um, I'm making a lot of air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she says married, she's doing air quotes. Lots and lots and lots of air quotes. Um, yeah, it was a little strange, but that's just like the culture of impact. So yeah, yeah. I was a mom and I was called mom and I'm still like, my kids still text me and they're like, hi mom. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> um, but so yeah, that was just a really cool way that the Lord provided because I was able to, I was not having to suppress all of my um, engineer-like thoughts um, and not having to think so hard about everything I was saying to be able to fit in like with the other staffers. I could just really be myself. And that week also showed the other super off staffers, me really being myself and me talking the way that I would talk like normally and not with um, the super off staffers. It's, it's really hard to explain, um, but it's just people don't, like the other people did not think like me. And so I was really having to work a little extra to fit in with this group of people that I was always with. But this week at Impact and being with another engineer showed them my thought processes. And after that week, they encouraged those thought processes and they encouraged me to be more of myself rather than trying to just fit in. Um, and naturally, like I fit in better once I was myself. Um, so it was just a cool way that the Lord like said, hey, I made you this way be you. You're here for a reason and you're here as you for a reason. Um, you're put on staff because of how I made you and I placed you here for a reason. Be who I made you and don't try to be someone else. Um, so just, it was very clear after that point of like, wow, I'm really supposed to be here um, I was placed here 
because the Lord wanted me here and I'm adding something to the team. It'll become a little clearer later, and it did, um, of why I'm specifically here. Because um, once we got into the later weeks of camp, there are just some things that needed a more logistical mindset to plan and to coordinate and to get ready for um, and to set up. And every time the Super Bowl, like the bosses would look at me and say, hey, Katie, I need you to take charge of this like you have the mindset for this and I need you to take care of this and so just seeing like after that week of impact you being able to be myself and really thrive um with how God made me it was a huge provision so that was just, yeah it was awesome it's pretty cool about how God kind of plans uh, who we are and where we're at mm -hmm. in life um Okay. Um, awesome. Awesome. That's an awesome story to hear. So, so you kind of touched on it a bit, but like, can you talk to us about like the takeaways from camp, like what you still hold on to now from your trip and what still are kind of like has changed who you were and changed the way you follow God and stuff like that? Yeah. So I touched on it a little bit of just the, um, like, God's always moving, whether you can see it with a front row seat or not. Um, and so I kind of hold on to that. If I'm in a rut of, I know that he moved huge in huge ways whenever I had a front row seat and my friends were in a rut. And so now it might be switched and that's okay. Um, so that was one big takeaway. Another one that I hold on to is just how, um, Many students were touched while at camp. Um, I have the numbers here, but um, there were just so many decisions made for Jesus. Um, there were 199 salvations while at camp, 408 next steps, which was more of the, like, I have prayed the prayer, quote unquote, before, um, but I've kind of fallen away and I want to come back and I want to do what's right now. There are 408 of those, six calls to ministry. Um, so six people at camp got the call of, I'm supposed to be doing something like this. I'm supposed to be a preacher. I'm supposed to be a youth pastor. I'm supposed to be working as a camp minister. Um, there are six calls to ministry um, at camp. And we also had three on-site baptisms um, of people of the three of the 199 salvations were like, I can't wait until I get back to my church. I want to be baptized in the lake. <laughs> um, so we had three on-site baptisms in Tacoa in the lake on campus. Um, that is awesome. I was just like, it's kind of crazy. It's like you had 199, you had 69 that one night. Um, that's, uh -huh. that's a lot of, that's more than a quarter that one night. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like that one night was, the Lord was having fun. The Lord was bringing a lot of people to him. Um, so the just sheer number and the magnitude of how many people came to Christ through camp, um, 
that was one thing that I just took away and that I kind of hold on to of like he brought this many people through this camp what did he do with the other like many 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 camps that were going on at the same time like this is just one tiny camp in Toccoa Georgia and Fort Walton Beach what else did he do with all of this um because I know there was huge and there's so many other camps that are going on and super wow makes up itty bitty bit of it um so that's something I just hold on to and it just really it still amazes me of wow this is a lot of work for the kingdom of God um going on through these camps um another thing it was something that I was learning through freshman year already but it just kind of added to it through camp was just how faithful the Lord is in provision um, and how well he provides and how faithful he is. Um, it was just so evident every step of the way in freshman year of like, this is God doing something for you and this is him providing and this is in his plan. Like this is happening for a reason. And that just, that theme kept coming through camp um of how faithful he was in providing for me and my specific needs and providing for other people um on staff with their specific needs and it kind of like the numbers of how it amazes me that this was just one camp and um there are so many others out there but for me to look at how he provided for me and how specific it was to my needs and looking at everyone else in the kingdom of God and how he's providing for them as well to meet their specific needs. Like, it just shows how faithful and how much the Lord loves us and how just well he provides and how much he knows our hearts and knows our needs. Um, he, it's just evident that he loves us. Um, and it was just really amazing to watch that in my own life and also the lives of the other staffers um, as we worked together for a summer. That's awesome. That's super cool to hear this entire story. Um, we, we've heard a lot. Okay, now the last thing, um, what would you say to people thinking about uh, applying for Semi now or who haven't even thought about it, they're just listening to this, what would you say to them? If you're considering Semi now, pray about it a lot because it's, it is mission work and it's not just going on a trip to go have fun like you are serving the Lord. Um, be praying about it a lot, um, but also like take a step of faith um and say like lord i have a summer free and i want to give it to you um and just see what he does with it because i guarantee you that wherever you are at he's gonna provide um and he's gonna put you where you need to be if you're working for the summer it's still possible. I've had friends that signed up and worked on, like, did a semi-now trip 
the week before they started working. Um, and so there's, they work, the semi now people work around like what you have planned um, and really try to place you where you can serve. Um, so both really, really pray about it and really consider, um, try to hear the Lord's voice about what he's wanting you to do. Um, and then kind of once you get the feeling of a green light from that, follow that, follow what the Lord is telling you and see what he does with that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining us today on the Here's Initiative podcast. Um, thank you so much. Um, we won't be, we'll be seeing Katie every once in a while, maybe here in the fall, but we will be sure to welcome you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sure to welcome you back full fledged in the spring. And thank, don't, thank you so much again, Katie. It was, it was, your story's awesome. I can't wait to, to see you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Heroes Initiative. Guys, that was an amazing story that that Katie just shared with us. Um, I'm so thankful that she was able to come on. So thankful for her and her ability to share, guys. Um, I pray that that this stirs up your affections, guys, for missions, for for the gospel, reaching the nations, and the students of this specifically, as that's kind of what she dealt with, guys. Um, Guys, I pray that that as you guys listen to these podcasts, that you guys continue, continue to to st- are stirred by longing to go on mission um, and longing to give. Guys, you can learn more about Simi now and and the trips you can go on this summer at SimiDown.net. You can also apply there. Um, you can also give for you can help more trips like this happen. By, by going to the Georgia Tech BCM website and giving a one-time donation. And the link will be provided in the podcast description, guys. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much, Katie Pounds, for helping me out here.